We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 264 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart, Pierre. How are you boys doing today? Woo! I use Malcolm's woo. What up, man? I'm doing great, bro. I'm doing great. First of all, don't ever, ever do that again. This is, this is get out of the way. Don't, this is, this is, don't, don't do that no more. <laughs> you know? well, by the way, woo, let's go, man. Let's go. Damn, Malcolm, Malcolm's here. Let's go. I thought you'd be happy I did that, but you're like, fuck you. Don't do that again. No, I do. Right. I, I look shook when he did it. That's like trademark. That's like someone yeah, taking my that, yo that, at yeah, that, that point. That, yeah, exactly, man. That's uh, I should sue your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing, man. I'm happy to be back, man. It's been a while since I ain't all been together, so that's why I did that. I just wanted to, you know. What's up, guys? Haven't talked to you guys in a minute. We're here. We're yes, here. Full, full gang. Lions, Bears. Pre-game show. Bears Battle down. of the three and six Bears versus the two and six Lions. Bears down. Lions hot. Winning streak. Winning Bears streak. Down. <laughs> ah, we're here. Lions yeah. traveling soldier. How are you guys feeling about the game overall? I know we're about to get into it, but like, like overall thoughts. Like, how are you feeling? Oof. I feel good. Like you feel like you're excited for the game. You guys feeling good? Like how you feeling? I'm excited. I'm I'm always excited about the Lions game, man. I'm always excited. You know when the game starts, I'm, I'm probably you know don't have the same emotions like in the third, fourth quarter, depending mm-hmm. on what's going on. But I'm always excited um, for the game. Now, how how I look forward toward this game? I'm hoping AG pulls a miracle, man. AG had a really good performance. He had his defense playing well last week. He will need to bounce back and have another performance this week. And, uh, hey, I mean, we'll see, man. We have no road wins. So this will be the first. So this is something that I'm looking forward to. Hopefully they can pull it out. Yeah, not just a road win this year. 
road win in general for the Dan Campbell tenure over the last two years. He has yet to win a road game. He's won five games overall under his tenured zero road games. One time. Fun, one time. One time in the road. Fun fact. Both of them were two of his five wins over the Packers. Let's go, man. I'm gonna put any stock into that. But. So you're All saying right. Dan Campbell owns the Packers at home? So he's two and one. He's, two, he's pretty he's, much two he's, and one. He's two and zero oh at home at Ford Field versus the Packers. If you want to use that, all right. And yeah, he lost the Monday night game last year. So and then we'll play the Packers again this year, Week 18 in Green Bay. So he's two and one. Two oh, one. that Monday night game was brutal. I just remember that we had like yeah. guys getting injured left and right in the secondary. That was yeah. That was like when we had a really good first half. Jared Goff was balling. And then the rain started to fall down a little bit in Lambeau. And it just got very slippery for Jared Goff after that. <laughs> and their corners, man, they were dropping too. This is going to be Jared Goff's first coldish game of the year and just the Lions' first coldish game of the year. They haven't played a cold game yet this year. I mean, it's going to be freezing in Chicago, but it's going to be, you know, not the best temperature. They haven't really dealt with that type of adversity yet. You know, they've played – most of their games in a dome, and then the only outdoor game I could think of is the New England game, and you know that was in September, so it couldn't be that cold at that point. It was probably still in the fifties. So this is gonna be the first time this year the Lions are playing in a bit of a cold game and dealing with that adversity, and we'll see how they they can deal with that because we haven't seen that this year out of this team. They practice outdoors, all right? They do practice outdoors, yeah. Okay. But okay. in Michigan, it's been crazy. It's been nice. We haven't had a cold day yet, really, either. So no, it's going to be cold tomorrow, bro. It's going to start getting cold. But, like, you know, till this week, it's been 70s, 60s still here in Michigan. And so they yep. haven't really dealt with that adversity yet of really, uh, you know, even practicing in the cold yet. So what, what's, the weather, what's the weather going to be in Chicago? Uh, let's check right now. I'm going to guess that. in the 40s, 30s. I think it's 38 because I was, I was thinking of going, but. It was like, shit. You on your own with that one. Oh, man. Okay, here. Look at this. Today in Chicago, as the day we're recording on Thursday, it was 76 degrees. On Beautiful. Sunday, it's going to drop all the way to 40 degrees. Oh, that's, that's the high. And the low is 28. Yeah, 28. So I thought I saw 38 somewhere, but probably changed. Yeah. So that's a big difference. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, and All like right. Chicago too. It's bro, it feels colder because there's wind there, bro. It's, it's windy called the Windy Chicago. City. Yeah, the Windy yeah, City for a reason. It's. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but when the wind hits you, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I'll say that. No, it's a it's a gust of wind for sure. I have not been there. I know Tyler been there, but I have not been there. Yeah. So yeah. man, Lions Bears. Hold Shit. up, we got some positive news. Somewhat injury report. This is Ooh. not as much of a crime scene as it usually is. Pierre, you want to go ahead and. Read the injury report for both these teams. I got you. So um, for the Lions, the only player that didn't practice is Josh Reynolds. He's dealing with a neck injury. The rest of the guys were all limited. Do I have to read them off? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, Here, here's something to keep out. Kirby Joseph's in concussion protocol, but he was limited both days. So it looks like he's on track to play. Some other news, if he's finally practicing, Matt Nelson's back at practice. Uh, Rodriguez has been limited with an elbow. DeAndre Soto was limited all week. Uh, looks like they're resting Jamal Williams. He practiced today, didn't practice on Wednesday. And I think those are the main injuries. Oh, Chase Lucas also back. So there we go. Those are the main injuries right there. Yeah, I think that's good news to see Kirby Joseph back on the field because, you know, he had to leave that game early versus the Packers after he was absolutely balling out. So 
to see him back on the practice field, even though if it's in a red contact, it's a good sign that he'll probably play this Sunday versus the Bears, which is obviously a good sign. So do we know if he actually suffered a concussion or was it a tour rule? I don't think he actually suffered a concussion. I just know he went into protocol, but I don't know if I don't think he ever tested positive. So it's like the two two rule, basically. Yeah, I think I mean they have to be extra cautious after the two situation. And yeah. we saw that with Amon Ra and we've seen it all around the league. So it's a good yeah. thing what the league is doing. You got to be cautious with the concussions and the head injuries. So I totally understand the league protocol and why they're being very cautious with any any type of head injury. I do, but like imagine it's like a big game, right? And like a receiver just stumbles, he's just shaking off like a hit. He doesn't even have, he's just shaking off a hit. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're on protocol, you're out for the game automatically. Like that's tough. Yeah. I wish they could kind of like balance it out a little bit. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I feel you. I, I understand it too. It's better to be players. safe than sorry, man. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's it's for player safety. I get it. I'm just like, you know, maybe they might maybe like not be as harsh on it in the playoffs, maybe because. Imagine they kick a player out. He didn't suffer a concussion. He's like a star player, and then, you know. Next man up. Next man up, but shit. I know. There's nothing, there's like, there's nothing you can do, man. I know. Like, you know how pissed the NFL would be if it's an NFL playoff game and Patrick Mahomes has to go out because he stumbled a little bit. All right. We all know it's <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you know, like, if, if that's how they're going to play it. But then if he gets hurt the very next week or the very next play or the, during that game again, you're going to get that same tool reaction. And then it's going to get better heat. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't think they're doing that ever, ever again. Yeah, you're right about that, too. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Because I'm sure that's going to happen in the playoffs. Probably some guy's going to fall or, like, you know, just tumble a little or just shake it off. Looks like he's a question, but in reality, he did it, and they're going to rule him out, and then they're, you know, we'll see what happens. It's kind of like we said, I feel like, about the COVID stuff back then. Like, they were so strict on in the regular season. I said, watch once the playoffs come around. No one's going to find a way to get COVID anymore. You were right. And yeah. then, and, and, like, look what happened. COVID didn't exist in the playoffs. COVID did not exist in the playoffs. Nobody was getting COVID. And I, I feel like this could probably, probably a similar rule, unless it's, like, very obvious. But, like. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's obvious, bro. It's obvious, man. I'm get, telling you. Get their ass out of the game. Right? Yeah. But, like, even, like, you know, they ruled Amon Ross and Brown out versus that Dallas game, and that wasn't obvious to me, at least from just watching on TV. Like, you know, he got up and was, like, a little shooken up. But, like, it didn't look obvious. Like, I feel like if that happened to a superstar in the playoffs, they'd be like, oh, he's aight. He's aight. Until, until it happens in the very next game. And then now he's really fucked up. And then you're going to have that tool situation. Yeah. It's it's all. It's, 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 it's a very tricky situation when you're it talking about brain situation. brain injuries, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to like, you know. We'll see what happens. All right, Peter, what's the Bears' uh, report looking like? All right, uh, where did I just had it here? All right, here it is. Um, let's see, DB or DB Josh Blackwell with a knee was limited on Wednesday. Full practice Thursday. Uh, DB Dane. Krushenek, is it? Illness didn't practice on Wednesday, full on Thursday. Tevin Jenkins, Tyler, your boy, when he was coming out of Oklahoma State, had a nice bounce back year, actually, with Chicago. He's done with a hip injury, didn't practice, or was not listed on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. So it looks like he got hurt today. Uh, Same thing with uh, DB Jalen Johnson, oblique. So he wasn't listed on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. He also looks like got hurt in practice on Thursday. Uh, Jalen Johnson's their best corner, by the way. He's a stud. Okay. Defensive lineman Al Kadeem Muhammad, uh, dealing with a knee injury, hasn't practiced both days. And then DB Kendall Vildor, he's actually one of their starters, dealing with an ankle, did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday as well. 
So um, there is some injuries in the secondary. Johnson is their best corner, got hurt in practice today. Vildor is one of their other starters. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. That's the injury report for both these teams. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners. It's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk, let's talk about the Chicago Bears offense because I think this offense is one of the more fascinating offenses in the league. It's not your traditional offense you've seen around the league. It is a very, very, very run-heavy offense. And like that, like if, I, if that doesn't emphasize enough, it's like I might be understanding it of how run-heavy this offense is. Just looking at their ranks this year in the running department, the Bears are the number one rushing offense in the league. And then if you look at their passing department, they are the worst – passing Dolphins in the league. So it just shows how much they really run the ball. And it's not just from their running backs, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. Those backs are going to be utilizing the game. It comes a lot from the quarterback, Justin Fields. I mean, he was the leading rusher in the whole NFL last week. Whole NFL. You count any running back. Even Joe Mixon, his crazy game with five touchdowns. Justin Fields, the leading rusher in the whole NFL last week. So they got some speed. They got some legs. Pierre, Malcolm. When you guys look at this Bears offense, what's number one priority when you see this? Um, nothing. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, this is the obvious. I was going to go with stopping the run, um, and and you got you have to play your gaps really, really well because Justin Fields is what he's doing and what they actually adjusted since their bye week is he's really looking at his first read, and when that first read is not open, which is happening, uh, I'll say a good eighty percent of the time, his first read is not open. He's taking off and he's just running. He's finding a gap and just taking off. So the Lions, they really have to 
play their gaps really well. And what I'm noticing with the Lions and what they're doing and what, what they do to create unnecessary gaps is they're, they're doing all these stunts for no reason. Um, and that's like that's what we saw with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers last week, where he took off and just ran. Because Aiden Hutchinson just stunt, and then that whole right side was just completely open. It was like there was just nobody there. So he just stumbled and just ran and got the first down. So we can't do that. Now, uh, as far as all that stunts and stuff, they, 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 they can't do that this week. Just player gaps. <laughs> and, and, and you definitely want to stop the running game, man. Um, Where I'm at with this is you have to contain the edges. So basically, like, don't let your edge guys go rush the passer, contain the edges, unless unless they have, like, a clear shot, the quarterback, go at him. Because once you go at him and the block removes you, the edge is open for Justin Fields to take off, especially when you're in man coverage. The Lions play a lot of two-man and single high. So you don't want to leave those edges not contained. If you do that, that's a problem. Another thing is you got to collapse the interior. You collapse the interior, you force them to go to the edge, your edges are there, your edges get them, right? That's the whole point. Collapse the interior. Let them go to the edge where your edges hopefully are containing it and they stop them. That's and then obviously, you know, I think their O line is one of the worst in terms of pass blocking, but in run blocking, they're good. So I feel like just collapsing the pocket, man. That's what you have to do. Try to collapse that pocket and try to keep them in the pocket when you're collapsing that pocket, right? When I mean like let them go in the interior, if your edge rushers are there, he can't leave the pocket, right? But if they're not there, he's gonna be running. 10, 20, 30, 40 yards, whatever. Like we saw Rodgers, and Rodgers is not a fast guy. Justin Fields is very athletic, and he's fast. Also, spy him. Dan Campbell mentioned too. I remember Shepard said he doesn't like spying it, but Campbell mentioned that they're probably going to spy him this week, and they have to. With who? I don't know. Um, Derek Barnes, maybe. He's, he's He has some athleticism. You put a corner. You put Jeff Okuda as a spy. You use Will Harris. He's an athletic guy as a spy. I don't know what they'll do, but spy him. Contain your edges and collapse the interior. That's, I mean, it's easier said than done. All that, all this stuff is hard to do because one guy fucks up, he could be gone for like a touchdown. Yeah. Yes. So this is a team. The Lions' defense is a team that loves to run man coverage, or we've seen it at least a lot this year. A lot of man coverage, and those corners obviously having their backs because they're trying to cover the receivers, and that has led to big holes for a quarterback to escape when the pass rush is not getting home. We saw it last week versus with Aaron Rodgers. We saw it in Seattle with Geno Smith. We saw it a lot in Philly when we played Jalen Hurts. Do you guys expect Aaron Glenn and their defense to potentially go to a little more zone this week for Chicago, just knowing how Justin Fields loves to run with the ball? Um, I think they'll do a little of everything. I think they'll try to confuse it because he's still a young quarterback. But like Malcolm said, bro, they're not really a passing team. They're mainly a running team. So, yeah, I think maybe zone because if they don't pass a lot, like when you're in man, you're, you're pretty much playing the pass. But if when you're in zone, you're also looking at the quarterback. You're not just looking at the wide receivers. Yeah. Your eyes are on the quarterback. That's what they teach you in zone. When you play man, your eyes are on the receiver. When you play zone, your eyes are on the quarterback. So, yeah, I think you'll see a lot more zone this week for sure. You with that, Malcolm? You know what? What I actually want to do, I actually want to go back and see how they played um, Baltimore. I want to go back and see exactly how they played that Baltimore game. I, I think they should they should go in there with a similar game plan. You're saying Detroit when, last last year when we played Baltimore. Last year when we played Baltimore because they did a really good job last year keeping did. Um, Lamar contained, and they didn't have any explosive runs with Lamar Jackson. So I, if I'm them, I'm looking at that tape. 
and probably say, you know, how do we contain? How do how how were we able to contain Lamar in that game? So if, if they're able to do that, just mimic that game plan, bring it to this game plan. I would do that, man. And, and to be honest with you, I don't remember what they did much in that game. Um, if it's going to be much zone, if it's much man, because I think if you play man. You're, you're going to see a lot of Justin Fields taking off because yeah, those guys are not going to be open. Those guys can't be man coverage. Um, they're not going to create much separation, uh, at least enough separation where Justin Fields feels comfortable throwing the ball. So mm-hmm. if they do man coverage, expect to see a lot of Justin Fields. But is that something that you want to do? Like, do you want to let Justin Fields get in a situation where you know you can make a play on them? I don't know. So it's gonna be interesting how they how they handle it. Yeah, like, would would, would they want him to just not be able to find an open receiver and try to run? I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. I think his best ability is when he's running. I think that is his best ability. I think if you lose to Justin Fields because he's passing the ball and that's why you're losing, or he that's why their offense get going, you tip your hat because that's one thing Justin Fields, since he's coming to the league, has proved that he can't do. He can't beat you with his arm. He can't beat you with him actually having to play quarterback and not run out of the pocket and when the edges are contained. So I think that is what the Lions want to do. They don't want Justin Fields, um, you know, not seeing a receiver open, even though they could probably man coverage these receivers because they're not really a, a great receiver on the team. You know, you got solid guys like Mooney and then they got Claypool now. So I'm not worried about the Lions corners being able to man up these receivers, but that's not the biggest worry with this offense. It's their run game and the quarterback being able to escape the pocket. So, if Fields beats you with his arm, you tip your cap because I've never seen that at Fields in the NFL. So uh, that, that, that's my game plan coming in. I'm with Tyler, and I'm expecting also I think Chicago is going to see necessarily what Philly did. They don't have that talent, but Philly and Seattle did, right? A mm-hmm. lot of, like, RPOs, a lot of naked bootlegs, some bootlegs, some quick passing game, attacking the middle of the field. Lines have had trouble with that. Um, you're probably going to see a lot of that with Chicago, but – I think it's mainly going to be like those RPOs and their run pass options, right? Or I'm sorry, not run pass, like the um, read option with Fields and whoever, if it's, it's Herbert or Montgomery or whatever it is. I think we're mainly going to see a lot of that with, with uh, Justin Fields. And you, bro, you have to be disciplined too because with that read option, the running back could also take it. If you get the wrong read, he's gone too. That's very hard to defend, but you have to be disciplined. I'm sure the Lions are preaching that to their players, being disciplined with their eyes, being disciplined with their tackles. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, as far as if you're looking for some ranks for this team for the Chicago Bears, and as far as you know, just their rankings on offense, points in games, they rank 21st. They average 20 points per game, 20.8. Total offense, they're ranked 23rd in the league. Rushing offense, like I mentioned, number one. Passing offense, 32. Third down efficiency is uh, 10th in the league with a 43.4. And their red zone efficiency is 55.2. And they're ranked 16 in the league. And then giveaways, they are tied with the Detroit Lions. They both each have had 12 giveaways. So, you know, an offense is very run heavy, like we just mentioned. Yeah, those giveaways are obviously with, with a young guy like Justin Fields still learning how to throw the football and not the best talent around him yet. You're going to see those mistakes with him. Yeah, we'll see. We're one of the first teams, well, technically the second team, um, that's going to face their, I wouldn't say new offense, but they got a new weapon that they haven't had all year. And I, I briefly mentioned that with Chase Claypool. They got him at the deadline. This yeah. is going to be his second game with the Chicago Bears. So, you know, they're still installing him in the game plan. So, 
we'll see if this week if they try to get him more involved and if that can get Fields a little more confident because you know they, they didn't just get Chase Claypool for nothing. They traded a second round pick to acquire this guy. So you know there's obviously got to be some type of plans to get him involved into the offense. And you know like I said, we're gonna be one of the first teams to kind of um you know be an experiment for them yeah and like those receivers i feel like mooney and claypool is a solid duo yeah mooney could take a top off defense and then claypool's like if you throw to him in the red zone he's probably come down with it Mm -hmm. so they complement each other one's like a fast guy one's more like a physical guy and then kamat i mean he hasn't had the best year but he's still like a threat in the middle of the field i feel like you have to account for that when you're playing him yeah and you know he had a good game last week which was probably the first I want to see the first good game we've seen out of Cole Komet all year. And, you know, that could be in factor of having a guy like Claypool in the offense, you know, now that he's more of a less of a priority on the offense, now that he's the number three option compared to probably being the number two option beforehand, the trade. So, you know, they, I mean, they have some solid weapons out there. There's nothing like special, nothing going to wow you, but, you know, they have some guys for sure. Let me ask you a question, Tyler. Is this a game that um, if the defense plays solid, will – would that change your whole mindset about Aaron Glenn? I wouldn't say completely change my whole mindset on Aaron Glenn, but it is encouraging <laughs> if they could stop this type of offense because it's something that they've struggled all year with with playing a, a mobile quarterback. We even saw in the preseason, going all the way back to the preseason when they played Atlanta, Mariota was running all over them. We saw week one versus Philly, Jalen Hurts was running all over them. When, like I said, week four with, uh, with Geno Smith running all over them. You know, this is a different type of look offense that they saw last week where they had a good game plan versus the Packers. So if they could string it together, two good defensive game plans versus two very different style offenses, I would say that's very encouraging. want to see obviously more of it. It wouldn't have me totally convinced, but I'm more encouraged than I was before for sure, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll probably feel the same way. I'll probably – just the fact that, you know, right now they're playing against a different style of an offense – if he can adjust and have them playing well against that as well, especially this is something that we struggle with all year is trying to contain a mobile quarterback. So if he's able to adjust and get these guys right to, you know, potentially contain this, this rushing offense, I don't think they could shut them out completely because I think they're so dynamic all around as far as the rushing game. So they can at least contain them and, you know, make them, you know, if they average, you know, hundred is 200 yards on, on the ground, Maybe they'll have 100 yards on the ground, something. You know, contain them, do something. You know, they could do that. I'll be happy. I I mean, I, bro, I just feel like with the Bears, the thing that scares you the most is Justin Fields, right? You circle Justin Fields. If you get him out of the game, the running game, you pretty much win this game, right? Like, defensively, they traded away their two best defensive players. Yeah. Uh, Roquan Smith is gone. Khalil Mack was gone in the offseason. They traded their best passers during the season, Robert Quinn. So basically three really good defensive players they traded. Defensively, they're they're kind of a mess, and we mentioned those uh, injuries in the secondary. Uh, obviously, their safeties, Brisker and Eddie Jackson, solid duo, right? But I just feel like that defense doesn't scare me. They don't really have a guy. like You know how we really say the Lions don't have that guy yet? Absolutely not, yeah. The Bears no, I... don't have that guy on defense where, like, damn, like this pass for sure is good or this guy's – they don't have that Khalil Mack. They don't have that – what was Brooke that big fucker's name? Broke my – that big-ass Oh, Akeem Hicks. They don't have Akeem Hicks. They don't have those guys. They don't – you know, they don't have uh that pass rusher, Mac. They yeah. just don't. And that's a good transition, you know, switching now gears to the offensive side of the ball for the Lions. You know, let's let's get 
let's get straight to it. Let's just trust the elephant in the room. The offense has not been good. You know, the last couple of weeks, it's just not been good. Green Bay, I think they did everything possible to try to lose that game. They did everything possible to try to lose that game. Miami saw a good first half, disappeared second half. Dallas, no touchdowns. New England, shut out. You know, the first four weeks was all nice and dandy. Ever since that, it's not been as good. And now, like Peter mentioned, they traded all their playmakers away. There isn't a Khalil Mack on this defense anymore. There isn't a Keem Hicks on this defense anymore. There isn't a Roquan Smith on this defense anymore. There isn't a Robert Quinn on this defense. This is not the same Chicago Bears defense, and it's very, very depleted and a very rebuildish defense right now. Like That's their plan. They're rebuilding this whole defense from the gutters, kind of like what the Lions did last year. Now, would you guys be concerned – if it's another disappointing week for the offense and they just can't go in against this defense, um, concerned. You, you might not want to hear my opinion, but you know how I said last week it was going to be like a little like, like a crappy, sloppy type of game. I feel like we're going to see that this week. It's outdoors. Jared Goff has been struggling. The Lions' run game is going. The offense just hasn't necessarily been there. We'll see. But I feel like it's going to be kind of one of those lug it out games, like, you know, like 2017, 17, 17 10, something like that. I don't think it's going to be like all lights out, shootout type of game. Just because you, you, you see Jared Goff when he doesn't have his two starting receivers, he struggled. No Reynolds, no Chark, or without one. Like when he has two of them, he's good. When, when he only has like Amon Ra and not those two, the offense has struggled. Because teams, I mean, like Malcolm said, bro, they're playing man and it's a wrap. Our guys can't get off of it. Yeah. Like the, you have Tom Kennedy out there. I mean, nothing against Tom Kennedy, good guys, but like, bro, Tom Kennedy, you know what I mean? You got Trinity Benson. They signed yeah. Trinity Benson. I was, say, back I was just about to bring that. So just about back. to say that, man. He's back. <laughs> He's back. I mean, they're trying everything. They tried the Zills, uh, the Zills, one of the Zilster brothers. They tried this guy named Stanley Berryhill. They've tried everything since Jared, since Chark and. Where else went down? Nothing really has worse. So, like, you know what? Let's let's bring Benson. So we'll see what Benson does. Um, he knows the system too. I, I guess that's another reason why he knows the system. So we'll see what they do. But I expect the run game to get going. Chicago is at least 29th against the run. Uh, let me pull that ranking up for you right now. They are well, where did I say that right? They are 30th. 30th. Lions are 29. They are 30th. No, Lions are 31st. Lions are 31st. My bad. <laughs> Same shit, really. 30, yeah. 31, whatever. Um, so, yeah, bro, I, th- I feel like if, if you run it down their throats and Chicago's saying the same thing, if we control the ball with the run game, we could keep their offense up the lines because you say if we run the ball, control it, and score. I mean, at the end of the day, when you get to the red zone, bro, you have to score. Like, mm-hmm. Lions, I mean, red zone efficiency is good, but I feel like a lot of that was early on the year. I feel like a lot of like lately it's been field goals or like going for it, not converting. Mm-hmm. You you got to convert on those fourth downs. The players have to execute. The coaches have to put their players in better positions as well. Um, they got to find a way. We talked about this last show, me and you a little, and I think Malcolm did too. Amon Ross St. Brown was moved a lot last year towards the end of the year. This year he's kind of like, you know, like try him out at running back little, try him here, like move him around the field and do different things with him because right now they're depleted and they're struggling offensively. They need to find ways to get creative. 
Yeah, and, and that's why I would say I'd be a little concerned if they can't get anything really going against this Bears defense because it's not a good Bears defense right now. I mean, they gave up 35 points last week to the Miami Dolphins, and that's a good offense. So let, let me get let me be straight. That's a good offense in Miami. So I understand why they, they didn't play well. But, you know, I don't want to see another 15-point game on the Lions offense. I want to see a little more. I know you are a little depleted. I know we mentioned there's probably not going to be a Josh Reynolds. There's no DJ Chark. He's not even eligible to return. And I understand the playmakers aren't ideal right now. Um, you know, coming into the year, you expected Chark, you expected Hawkins, and you expected Reynolds, and you expected St. Brown. Right now, all you have is St. Brown in that core right now. Everyone and, else is either traded or injured right now. And a somewhat healthy Swift. Like, I, I don't know how healthy he is this year, but last week he had like five touches. Yeah. For 50 yards on nine stamps, which is pretty impressive, 10 yards per play. Mm-hmm. He said he also said he was angry at his usage. So it looks like you might get more He's this week. Pissed off. Yeah. Pissed off. My bad. Yeah. I didn't know Same exact words, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so I feel like maybe he'll play a little more, but then again, like you want to put him out there and then get her or just kind of like keep yeah, him. I, mean, I just want to see Ben Johnson get creative. Like I want to see that Ben Johnson that we saw last year and that we saw the first four weeks. I know the first four weeks was a little easier because, like we mentioned, he had all those players that. He came in and penciled in with all those playmakers. But last year, you know, he didn't have everything. You know, he had probably what he had right now. Essentially, it was the same thing as what he had right now. You know, he had Sam Brown and a bunch of other guys. You know, that, that's how it was last year. Um, very similar situation. So I just want to see Ben get a little creative, man. Maybe, you know, get some quick screen passes off. You know, to just use the speed that you have on this offense. Get Swift involved in the passing game. Yeah, maybe move Amon on the backfield a little bit. Get creative. You know, this is not a great Bears defense. They're depleted. Get creative. Let's score some points this week. Let's get back on track. I'm not saying being the number one offense like you were the first four weeks, but, you know, let's score some points. You know, that's one thing this offense just hasn't been able to do the last couple weeks. Yeah, but like Malcolm said the other day, bro, when those games were on, there wasn't a lot of tape, right? And now there's tape on Ben Johnson. And teams are kind of like, and the receivers aren't, you know, they're, they're not getting off man and the quarterback is struggling. So I feel like it's little of everything. Go ahead, Malcolm. No, I was just going to say, man, you pretty much got to just take what the defense gives you in this game because right now they're they're struggling to, to stop the run. Mm-hmm. I think you got to run the ball, man. Run the ball, get the running game going. And, you know, when you, when you have your shots available, take your shots. Now, I don't know if Chicago is really much of a man team. Um, if they play man a lot. I hope they don't. Um, I know Eberflus played a lot of cover two at Indy. Sorry to interrupt, but that's that's what he played a lot at Indy. I don't necessarily know what he's playing this year. I haven't really watched him a lot this year. Um, but I mean, they have, they have a lot of they have a lot of inexperienced guys in that secondary it, too. Jalen Johnson's yeah. young, um, Gordon's Ex- young, and then exactly. Brisker. Exactly. That's why I expect him to play more zone because um, they're they're really inexperienced back there. So, I mean, we might have a good offensive game this week. We'll see, man. I, but I think it's all going to start with, with the running game. I think Jamal Williams is going to have a really big game this week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think he'll be involved. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see this running back room, too, because they actually had some shuffle. They would even mention it. Craig Reynolds got placed on IR earlier on the week, so he's not going to be available. Um, and then we saw Jamal. He missed a Wednesday practice, but he returned to Thursday. So, you know, you expect he'll be good to go for the game and probably have a normal workload. And then, you know, we just mentioned with Swift saying he was pissed off with the workload he's been getting recently, especially that Packers game. So maybe you get him more involved, the game plan, 
And then even Justin Jackson, we saw him get used a little more in that game last week versus the Packers. Maybe we see a little more of, more of him in this game versus Chicago. Yeah, me, I think we will because Craig Reynolds went on IR and we didn't mention that. Let me ask you guys a question. Um, I mean, this is probably not even involving the game right now. Do we have any IR updates as far as some of these guys and when they can return? Like as far as like Quinta Cephas, um, uh, you know, some some of those guys, like like DJ Shark. Yeah. So Cabinda looks like he's playing this week. Uh, looks like he's probably going to be actually on Saturday. and looks like he'll be playing this week, bearing a setback. J-Mo, we're told it's late November. We'll see. I mean, we're right now, we're here, and he still hasn't practiced yet. So at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play at all. It just feels like they keep pushing it. First, they said, like, early November, where the report from NFL Network, I believe, Mm-hmm. Then Campbell said late November, and he still no, hasn't practiced yet. Now they're saying the hope is December. By the time he gets going and everything, it looks like maybe secretly they're saying we're not going to play him, and they're just like putting all these feelers out just to make us excited or something. I don't know. So I actually have um, Eric Schlitt, our guy. He did a very good report on Twitter. He he basically put like all the designations of like when these guys could return. So I'll just read it really quickly. So Jason Cabinda, like you mentioned, could return at any time. He's eligible to return at any time. JMO, he could technically return at any time. DJ Chark is eligible to return as early as week 11. Cephas is early to uh, return as, as early as week 10. Vitae could technically return back at any time, but don't expect that with the surgery that he had. Uh, mm-hmm. Tommy Kramer is eligible to return at any time. Romeo Quar is also eligible to require, uh, could come back at any time. And Bobby Price could also come back at by week 11. So just reading off all these injury reports, they haven't – got anybody's clock going i believe outside of cabinda i think Cabinda's the only guy's clock they got going and he's returned to practice all these other guys haven't returned back to practice because they have the 20-day designation where they could get back and practice and then the lines would have to make a decision if they're ready to be eligible to return off ir or not and they haven't done that with any of these guys like kramer or romeo or, or jmo or anyone like that the jmo one is surprising to me honestly yeah. um Maybe they're just playing it safe with him. I don't, I don't know. Did he suffer? I don't think he suffered a setback. Doesn't look like he did. No. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think they're just playing it safe with him, honestly. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason to rush him out there right now. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, if you were like, you know, if you're six and one, seven and one on like a playoff well, run, maybe. technically, I mean, but, I can't believe I saw this, but yeah, we're two the, games li- out. the Lions are two games out of the playoffs. Somehow. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's real. Is is real now? Kid, are they going to get in? I'm not saying they are, but in reality, they're two games out. It just they're shows two games out of wild card. the NFC is. <laughs> yeah, the NFC is in shambles right now. So as far as should the players give up, should the coaches' mindset be like, oh, it doesn't game doesn't matter? They shouldn't have that mindset right now because anything can happen right now. Yeah, I mean, you win this game in Soldier Field, you win this game, you never know what happens. Never know. I'm with you, Malcolm, but it just feels like. No, I don't know how you watch this football team and think they're a playoff team. Uh, no, no, I'm, not, saying, not, like, I'm with them where like they're they're not giving up, but I, I don't think they're going like the play. I don't. No. I don't think they're good. Like you know, I, I, just, I get I get that you're you're the fan, but I'm sorry, I'm talking about like the coaching staff, like what they're, what they're telling the players to keep oh, them fast. engaged. They're they're not telling them, oh, you know, this game doesn't matter or anything like that because they're two games out. They're they're telling these players, look, we're having a rough start, but. We're only two games out of wild card, <laughs> you know. So you know, play your ass off, win this game, and then we'll see what happens with the next one. But 
that's what they're telling the players. And that, that's the player's mindset. That's the coaching mindset right now. That they're right now, reality, they're they are two games out. And and also, if we win this game against Chicago and the Packers, they play the Cowboys, and the Packers lose, we're second place in MC North. So that's another thing you gotta factor in. So there's a lot of things that can happen with this NFC. I mean, the NFC is not the best right now. So yeah, it's it's wide open. I agree it's with really that. Really, only like two good teams right now. There's like you really know, only two like... two to three good teams right now in the NFC. Yeah. I'll say this though, like we see this every year. Not every year, but we see this a lot. If a team gets hot like later in the season, and a lot of that times they carry it to the playoffs, they can surprise people. Yeah, we see team we see team one Super Bowl that way. Since last year, right? They got hot, boom, they're in. Uh New York, that one year I believe they went eight and eight. Yeah, they beat was... the Owens, they beat the sixteen and oh uh the Patriots. New England Patriots. They got in as a wild like Stuff could happen, but I think they were nine to seven that year, though. But um, I I, I get what you're saying. I thought the I thought the Giants were eight and eight. I forgot. Whatever. Regardless, it was a, a slim playoff team that was very close to not making it. Yeah. Oh, they didn't make it off like someone's return or something. Yeah. Off someone's return. Exactly. What do you mean? <laughs> I forgot. Never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Never Whatever. Mind. Yeah, and this is like usually me and my dad were talking about it. It's like this is where you kind of you're gonna really know who the good and bad teams are. Like it's who gets hot now. It's like they could carry that momentum going into the postseason because you're getting to that time of the year. You know, you're getting towards Thanksgiving. That's when you want to get hot, and that's when you want to bring that momentum into January because you know if you can make it into January, that's the right time to get hot because. You know, when you're playing confident football, you're playing comfortable. You don't want to. You don't want to take a break. You don't want to buy a week. You want to be on that field every Sunday. I, I, I'll say this though, man. If we go on a two game winning streak right now and we get our first road game win, I'm, I'm gonna have one foot in. One foot's gonna be back in. <laughs> one foot's they, gonna be back they in. Would have, they would have to win this game in New York for me to be like maybe. No, they they win this game and New York. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they would they, have they, to win. They, both, they, 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 they would have to win both legit. those games. That'd be legit. They would have to win both those games for me to be like, okay, maybe there is something here. Maybe they are turning a corner. That would be something. And then, you know, if you win those games and then you have Jamo lurking a little, you know, the more you you get healthier, you have Charak, Cephas coming back. The more you get healthier. So, but you have to win these games first, right? Take care of Bears. Then you go to New York, take care of New York. It's something this. Right. Yeah, that's Thanksgiving. This that, that's something the staff has not been able to do. They, they have, have not been able to win a road game. Yeah, this team just hasn't been able to do that. I mean, I think they'll win. I'll get that here like when we do our predictions later in the week. But I'm with Tyler. I gotta see not just this one because I think this is a game they should win. I gotta see maybe winning a game necessarily they should have win, but that they could win versus New York, right? Yeah, if, if New York win, is what? Wait, wait, we should, we should win this. Game? Are we even favored to win this game? I don't know if they are, but to me, I personally think they should win this game. Uh, the reason why I don't think we we're, we're set up to win this game as far as we should is because we've never done it before. We never won a world a road game before. See, so I don't like that. We never have done this. Never done that. You're playing a Chicago team that's depleted on defense. They're that's, hot, that, that's hot. That's hot on offense right now. All right, but like you could stop that. It's not like it's not like they have like all these stars. They have this quarterback who's really, really like mobile, right? But he's not a good thrower of the football right now. If you stop that, you pretty much win this game. We're minus three. Yeah, on mine, the no, plus three. We're three point. Oh, yeah, plus, three point yeah. underdogs on the road. Yeah, I mean, home team gets three points anyways, right? They do, yeah. So it's kind of like 
you know, it's kind of even, but yeah. no, I, I, they would have to string together a couple wins for me to be convinced. You got to win this game in New York. If that's, if you win both those games, I call that progression at that point. That's something I want to see out of this team. If they win those games, that is legitimate progression. You could be something, you could take something positive out of that. Yeah. We win these next two games. We're on track, baby. That's all I'm going to say. We're on track. I, I, We're on track agree. for that. What we talked about earlier. I would agree with that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if we win these next two games, we'll be on track because after that, you got the Bills, which you kind of expect to lose that game. But then after that, you have a streak of games that you could win, you can win. Because you'd be four and six at that point. You know, yeah. it's it's not terrible. Nothing. What's that, Coach? Playoffs? What's his name? Yeah, Jim Moore. Jim Moore. Yeah. We're talking about playoffs? Playoffs? Are you kidding me? We're two and six. Playoffs? See, and, and, and that's how I feel like right now. I feel like Jim Moore. I just want to win a fucking game. That's what I want before we, we start to... talking about playoffs. You, you see, I just we, we just won. We just won a game. Well, he won that. Yeah, I want to win consecutive games before we talk <laughs> about playoffs. Another one. Yeah. Not, well, let, let's get this game. Let, you beat Chicago. You beat New York, guys. I'll sell you. If you want to sell me on optimism, I'll buy into your optimism. <laughs> I'm not buying into the what ifs right now. I'm really I'm not. With Tyler, right now, like you got to show me. More. Yeah, I got to I mean, I just don't think they're a good team right now. I got to see more. They're young. Obviously, we saw flashes from the defense last week from the young players. It was nice to see. But I want to see more because I want to see more of that. Is that asking a lot? Maybe they're young, but shoot, that's our best hope. Are these young guys balling out? No, this team mean, is young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the, what we have on the field right now, if we if you're looking at okay, we're gonna be playing with Tom Kennedy, Trinity Benson the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, shit, we're not gonna be really good offensively. But I mean, if they could win these next couple of games. And then as week goes on, you're going to see DJ Shark is going to be on the clock uh, to come back. You know, then you can talk about J-Mo being on the clock to come back. And then you're going to talk about, oh, DeAndre Swift, he's on a full workload. You, yeah, know, then, you, know how, you know how this works. Once these guys start to get healthy, another guy gets hurt. Another guy gets hurt. That's I mean, the NFL. That's the NFL. I mean, you're, NFL. you're never going to be completely healthy. But, you're but, not. But, but if, if you could at least get one uh, an elite guy back, then then you're, you're, you could be in a, in a good spot. Like I would say, like, elite, like, I would say starter, starter. Well, well you, you just need an X factor because right now on offense, without those guys, we really don't have an X factor. The only X factor you can say is Amon Ross St. Brown, but is a Amon Ross St. Brown like a, a home run hitter? Like, like no, like, like for example, no. I showed you, I showed you that clip with the Giants and uh, saying that okay, yeah, they have all these injuries, but their X factor Saquon Barkley has been healthy all year. If Saquon Barkley was one of those guys that had been out, they would probably be 0-6 right now. Whatever the record is, they won't have a win right now because he's their whole offense. And that's one that's yeah, they're not good. He's their whole offense. He's probably the leading them in, in receiving right now. He's probably leading them in rushing right now. He's leading lead them all over the place right now. He's their, he's their X Factor. Well, they got a hell of a defense too, but yeah. They have an okay defense. Well, they're, what they ranked in the are they ranked in the top ten? Um good question. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're ranked in the top ten. Uh, I don't think they're ranked in the top 15. They're, they're, I think they're somewhere in the 20s. Let's see. I personally don't know, so I can look it up real fast. Look it up for me real quick. How the, what, what are those Giants on defense? Right. On defense, they're 17th. What would he do? Uh, that's Seminole. pretty good for a young defense. I know, middle but that's not going to kill. They, they don't have Saquon. They're not doing nothing. So they're middle of the pack. That's kind of um, how I want the Lions even to be, that middle of the pack. That I mean that's cool, but I mean that, that, that's not gonna carry. That, that's not carrying that team right now. Yeah. It's Saquon Barkley that's carrying that team right now. It's, it's just not like, carrying the team, but like the defense won you the game last week, right? 
And it's, they played good enough to win in Dallas. Just the offense has stunk it up. It's it's not only teams like the Giants. It's teams like Seattle and teams like that. You know that that's where I feel like this Lions team should be. Like the way those teams are playing right now. Seattle. I mean, Seattle. You, you have Jimmy Smith. You take out DK Metcalf and say Ty Lockett goes down. Where where would the offense be? If well, they have, I mean, but they have, if they have one of those guys, I feel like they're still fine. If they they have well, right now, we have none of those guys. So I mean, they have we have Sam Brown. Guys. We have Sam, Sam Brown. Brown is not a home run hitter, man. He's a, okay. he a good he's he a, he a good possession guy. He's a good if, guy. If they, but, if they take out Med, they they took out Metcalf in one of those games and still beat the Chargers. All right, so right now we're out of Swift Metcalf. Uh, right now we're out of Swift. We're out of DJ Shark. We're out of J Mo. We're we out of Swift well, right now. We, we don't have we don't have um. And we also don't have Josh Jones right now. We have John. So, we do have love, Jones. man. The thing is, bro, Josh Jones is out. We have Swift. Swift, I mean, he's limited, man. Bro, he's here's playing. the thing, though. Here, guys, guys, here's the thing. Every team is dealing with injuries. Every team is, like, it's about how you how you play when you have these injuries. And right now, the Lions just haven't played well. They're young, right? Their depth is kind of shaky with all these injuries. But every team is dealing with them. And some teams overcome them. The good teams overcome them. The bad teams don't. It's the reality of it. Every I mean, team shit. is injured. The Atlanta Falcons, who do they have? <laughs> Right, yeah, every yeah, like the yeah, NFL I mean, is like a hundred percent injury rate. It's, but, it's the good teams overcome the injuries, the bad teams don't. It's because what, what I'm trying to say is a lot of teams have an X factor, and if their X factor is in the game and everything else is hurt, but they still have their X factor playmaker, they can still win some games. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, that's true. That's hundred percent true. But like you guys yeah. weren't saying that last year when the Lions were in December winning were winning games. We didn't have an X factor. No, we're we did games. We're, we're, we're winning games, yeah. Because, I mean, shit, Ben Johnson was on the good, t- good teams do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, I don't and, think and, right and, now the Lions are good. Like, that's my that, point. So, um, like, that's why I don't make the excuse for what they are with there right now. So, win a couple games. I could, I could tell you some optimism. It's, it's long story short. There's a cliche, and it's so true. You are what your record says you are. Look, you Campbell said the other day, two games. feel like we should have won two more games on me. But at the end of the day, though, bro, you are with Tricker. People say the Vikings are beatable, but they've only lost one game, right? You are what your record are. And they're same with the Giants. It's like, oh, the Giants are beatable. I think they've lost one or two games. That's it. Yeah, but they're gonna go they're gonna fall out of clips, so I guarantee you that. See, but we keep saying that, but these teams keep winning. They, no, they have good coaches, they, right? I feel like coaching matters too. They they, they didn't play Dallas yet, they didn't play they didn't play Philly yet. Um we they they, played Dallas they, once, but they lost. Yeah. So they played Dallas again, they played Philly twice. Those are three L's right there. Um, Coaching, yeah. depth, and just, you know, and I guess youth also. The Lions are really young. Those teams aren't as young necessarily as Detroit. I, I, think, I think, like, teams like the Giants, I think they had a good start, but I'm not sold on them. I'm not, not either, but, like, can they make the bit. playoffs? I think they could be a surprise to make the playoffs. I'm not necessarily wins. sold on them, but I'm impressed with what they've they already could. done. I, 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 I'm honestly expecting them to fall down the cliff. Like, yeah, that's phew. fair. That's fair. They they very well could. <laughs> they're yeah, not very good. They're not very talented. And they're very they, they, they're talented. They're, I'm telling you, they, they they lack talent. I mean, they're, they're winning games and they're getting by. But at the end of the day, I think talent does matter. So yeah, I know it does. Ultimately, it does. But like they show that they can win when they don't have all their talent out there. So like, imagine once Dayball gets his talent, how good they can be. That's, that's what's scary. Yeah, and, right? and, and that's why you could be optimistic as a coach or uh, optimistic as a fan for that team. With this team right now, you just I haven't seen it for me to be optimistic. Yeah, but, you know, I feel like also the Giants have more Giants and Vikings. I have more vets, too. Like well, Vikings, matter, sure. But, I mean, but the Jets, the, the Falcons, the those all those teams. 
That's fair. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Falcons are getting killed right now. As, as we They're getting killed. Against, against the two and two and seven Panthers. Yeah. So they're not really wowing anybody. They, I mean, they got four wins though right now. Like you know, they're better than your team. Yeah, right now. I mean, they could end the season with four wins. How how do we know that they don't end the season with with that many wins? You could end with two wins right now. We in could. Order we to could. But also, we could end the season with more wins. We could. Let's see. Let's see how it plays yeah. out. Honestly, with this, how many games we have left? Nine. I feel like they can win three to four games in these next nine games. But when you just look at the schedule, it's not. It's not that tough. It's but not, again, you it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's you got the Bills. The line. You got the Bills, the Jets, and that's it. The Je- I mean, the Jets don't necessarily. Vikings. Minnesota one more time, too. Minnesota doesn't scare me at all. Minnesota at home. Game. Minnesota at home, too. You know? So, like, you don't really have a team that, like, oh, but then you also look at the Lions and teams are saying about the Lions. Oh, we play the Lions. That's an easy dub, right? Yeah, I so, mean, should. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the schedule, though, is not. And also, when you look at the Lions' schedule, too, most of the teams they've played, they're all over 500, except, I think, Washington, the team they won against. Every other team's above 500 that they've played. We thought coming into the year these teams were easy. They're actually all really good. Philadelphia's on a tear. Minnesota's playing well. Uh, Patriots are not very good. What's their record, though? Um, they're above 500. I believe, I believe they're above 500 now. They started off bad, but they're starting to win games, bro. Let's see their record here. The Patriots? What's their record? They're 5-4. Yeah. and four. Five and four. Oh. They bounce back. Uh, I believe uh, Washington is four and five now, right? Green Bay. Yeah. So the teams they beat are below five hundred. The teams they lost were above five hundred. Seems like a common line theme here. It's just, I, it's, it's crazy when you look at the schedule. I was looking at it. I was like, wait, hold up. The, the Washington actually got better now. Patriots got shit on by the Bears, thirty-three to fourteen in Foxborough. Yeah, that was a game where like they benched. Yeah, they benched. They benched Mac. Yeah, and it was a it was an ugly game. It wasn't like raining or something too. Yeah, it was, but thirty three points on that Bears offense. Sheesh. But but Mac was hurt. I think he was hurt. He was coming back off an injury. The name. Well, and, the, the fans said, "Get out of here. We want Zappy." <laughs> and I think now they want. They, they, they want. They, yeah, now they want Mac back because that the very next game. Who? Really, Who? <laughs> Mac Jones. Who? The very next game, Bailey stunk it up, man. No, but like, um, we're getting off topic here. But like, the the Lions, I don't think they're just a good football team, and they got to show it to me, right? They, they got to show me that they could beat some of these teams. That you know, I think Chicago, you're supposed to win that game. I don't care what the hell the, the spread says. I feel like we're the better team. I really do. And then the New York game, that's a game where like, okay, it might be tough to win, but let's see if we could win this. Like, it's not a game where you say it's not winnable, right? It's not like a team that necessarily scares you. Yeah, there's they have six wins. Yeah, they do, but. Like they don't, they don't scare you. Yeah. All right. Well, it starts this Sunday in Soldier Fields in Chicago in the Windy City. The Windy City. Let's see. Could the Lions change the narrative, or do they go to the same old Lions? Stop. I don't like same old Lions. We'll see. That's where we are right now, bro. We'll see. Could they, could they flip the narrative? Stay tuned. Sunday we'll be live on Twitter Spaces Sunday before the game. The full injury report, come join us on Twitter Spaces an hour before the game and instantly after the game to hear our reactions about the Lions game. And with that being said, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. And I'm signing out, guys. Peace. I'm out, guys. Like Tyler said, we'll be back on uh, Spaces. Also, guys, please do me a favor. Leave us a five-star on Apple 
podcast. We appreciate all the support. Now, guys, peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.